Welcome to I Testify Conversation Station. My name is Chantal. And my name is Monique. Today's topic is isolation and depression. The quote of the day is, when you're feeling depressed, do not think that God has changed. Praise him just as much because you trust in his word and not in your feelings. You have covenanted to walk by faith, not to be controlled by feelings. Feelings vary with circumstances by Ellen G. White. Now, Monique, what are your thoughts on that statement? Um, I think it's very interesting the way that she put it, just to outline that our feelings can vary from day to day. Today you might be feeling happy, tomorrow you might not feel that way, and you shouldn't let your feelings control the way that you feel about God because God is everlasting, he's never changing. So you shouldn't let your feelings and your feelings about God um, kind of get in the way and rub against each other. You should always be praising God because he's continuing to help you. And maybe the situation that you're in right now is a lesson that he's trying to teach you or just a, a, a test that he's putting you through. Thank you for sharing. I think that this is a great quote because, you know, the topic that we have today deals with our mood and our feelings and our or emotions. So we're going to read from John 16, verse 33, and it says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. And I think this is great as we go into this topic. I think we all kind of see how, you know, true this is because, you know, we go through tribulations and mm -hmm. different things in life. And as a result, you know, these are why issues of depression come up. So let's kind of dive into what is depression. So um, depression. So it's a mood disorder. So it... We know we usually hear that it's about being sad, but it can be anger. It could be any other emotions that usually last more than two weeks. So if you're starting to notice that, you know, what is going on? This feeling is just, you know, having a hold on me. It's not, I'm not able to come out of it. Yeah, it just keeps going. Then, you know, it might be time to kind of look into yourself and see maybe I need to get some support in this. And we'll definitely talk about that as we go along. And so depression impairs a person's work performance. So you might feel, you know, less motivated, you know, not wanting to do this. And depression affects about 13% of Canadians. And Health Canada reports that depression typically appears in adolescents or young adults in their 20s and 30s. And depression is a leading cause of disability. So, you know, that's why we see sometimes a lot of people are taking mental health times off work because, you know, the stress or they're just not able to cope with the day-to-day -day functioning. So some symptoms of depression are that there might be changes in your appetite and weight, sleep problems, you know, I mentioned before, loss of interest in your work, hobbies, people, sex, you know, withdrawal from family members and friends, you know, feeling hopeless, having a lot of negative thoughts about ourselves, which affects our self-esteem, and feeling really tired and have trouble concentrating. So... These are just a few of, you know, the symptoms that can occur um, 
with depression. And definitely, if you're noticing these are prolonging, definitely seek some support in that. But how do you know when your friends or family members are struggling with, you know, some of these symptoms of depression? Um, so I personally think, at least in my life, there's never really a telltale of how to see depression in a person. As you said, that depression is not just sadness. It can be anger. It can be feeling lonely or empty. And that's not something that you see on the outside of a person. That's usually an inside feeling. Um, so what I found is people have to want to talk to you about it or tell you about it and be willing to seek help for you to know. Because you can assume, oh, this person seems a little more disinterested in this activity or they seem a little bit more tired. But I feel like for you to go out of your room and be like, are you depressed? It's it's a it's pushing a little too mm-hmm. much and people aren't exactly going to reciprocate being pushed. And like also, that. some people know might not know what depressed means or can identify with that as well. Exactly, like they just might think they're feeling a thing, and for you to identify it for them as well might also be pushing mm-hmm. a couple limits. Have you noticed some symptoms in your friends? Would you be able to identify some that have mentioned? Um, definitely. <laughs> um, I have noticed in a lot of my friends, the first thing that happens is the disinterest in certain things, and it's usually blown off as just you're trying new things or you're learning about something new, Mm -hmm. but I've usually found that following the disinterest, it's usually they kind of separate themselves from the friend groups or they spend a lot more time by themselves or there'll be a lot of small remarks that are made that you never really think about until after the fact. Like I have one friend who, he would always make jokes and mm-hmm. at first, like, you would think they're funny, but once you thought about the joke after, it's like, was he actually There's, trying to tell us something yeah. and we just didn't get it? Mm-hmm. So it's always the small things that I find with my age group. We don't want to directly tell you something, mm-hmm. but we're going to try and find a way to let you know. And it kind of ends up being your job to try and figure it out. Um, and that often plays an issue because some people aren't taking the time to look at it like mm-hmm. that. And it's, you know, it's definitely hard to come out and say that to somebody, especially especially when they're over 18. And at that point, it's like they're an adult. Mm-hmm. They have to make that decision. You can no longer force them to seek the support. Um, but when you do notice these things, do you ever feel comfortable, like, pointing out, like, I noticed something different? Um. The circle of friends that I have, I feel comfortable enough to ask you aside, like I might text you separately from the group chat or I might call you or I might hang out with you. I'll be like, hey, honestly, like I noticed this. Are you okay? And personally, within all of my friend groups, I find that I'm someone that people come to for advice. Mm -hmm. I'm usually someone that we do have those deep conversations with. So it's not that it's a random or awkward thing that I'm Mm -hmm. asking you. It's usually like, hey, I'm checking in on you. Are you okay? But I do find that if you're not close enough with a friend group, like you can be in a group of friends and you're not really friends. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. So if you're not in a comfortable space with that group of friends, you're never going to know if anyone's doing okay or how anyone's really doing. So you have to know that you have that relationship with that person because I've also found in return they want to talk about you. So you also have to be in a position to give something Mm -hmm. back. Like if you're not feeling okay, they're going to want to talk. It's going to become a conversation of how are we feeling, how are we going to feel better about this, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So as you know mentioned, it's important that we kind of know the before and after of our friends because – when we know them really great, that's when we kind of notice, okay, this is different. Mm-hmm. Something's not right here and be able to point out to them what's happening. Well, for me, I've noticed I'm a social worker, so I work with um, you know different people of different ages and I've definitely noticed, especially around this time, a lot of you know 
feeling tired, lack of motivation, just feeling uneasy, worried Mm -hmm. because you don't have family around and a lot of social, social isolation. So I think this time has been really hard on a lot of people, and there's definitely been a lot of increase in calls and crisis lines, support at my workplace. Um, so it's been a hard time, and I think this is why it's important to talk about these topics, because mm-hmm. if people don't reach out for help, then they're kind of suffering in silence. So how have you been dealing with the lack of you know, social contact during this COVID season? Honestly, the beginning was not good at all. Um, I found, because it happened right as March break was supposed to start. So my friends and I had all planned, like, we're going to hang out during March break. We had all these plans of seeing each other and spending time together. And I found that after a lot of things had happened in my life last year, um, after a lot had happened last year, I began relying on my friends a lot more for support. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize I was doing it. It just became like, oh, I'm not feeling good, so I'm going to hang out with my friends today because I know that's going to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. And I was still stuck in that mentality at the beginning of everything going on. So there was just a month of just I don't know how to handle like being by myself and being in my own thoughts. And I found that as a collective group, we had the same issue. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend and I, we both found that like she was going through a rough patch for like the first month of everything during March and April and she didn't tell any of us about it but mm-hmm. I was like hey dude like like I haven't talked to you in like a week are you good and she was like honestly I'm not and like we talked about it for a couple of hours and we realized we were both in the same situation but we didn't know how to talk about it mm-hmm. and so honestly it wasn't good but it was just knowing that someone else was out there feeling the same thing and that sounds bad I don't want other people it's nice to, to feel know it. that you feel exactly. support and feel the same thing as other people it's so yeah. much easier to talk mm-hmm. to someone who is going through something similar because they're understanding at some level the kind of things you're feeling so it's just having that knowledge that we're both on this level of honestly we're not doing well mentally mm-hmm. and talking about it cleared up so much for us and we've been doing so much better since then as well as personally I'm a workaholic simply put and so I stayed working while everything was going on mm-hmm. and I found that that helped me a lot because to it have helped some normalcy. me exactly yeah. it made me feel a bit more in control mm-hmm. of my current state because I couldn't do anything else other than work. Mm-hmm. And so being able to work and see my coworkers, I created closer bonds with them because we were all going through similar issues. And so I had to find something that held me and held me down and gave me a sense of normal. But honestly, I think if I hadn't done that, it would not have gotten better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for me, um, I was just two months into my new job, mm. so I was fresh I didn't know anyone really I was still getting to know everyone so when that transition happened to working from home I'm like oh I'm behind a computer by myself so it was really different but you know even though people try to reach out to you Mm -hmm. it's not the same as being in person yeah Yeah. um so that was an adjustment um but it was great when you know you realize that other friends are also working at from home so Mm -hmm. Is you're able to connect in some way through, you know, videos and stuff like that. But it's definitely been an adjustment for me. And I've noticed, you know, sometimes a little bit more tired. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes a lack of motivation to complete stuff because you're just in the same spot, spot replaying all the same day. day. Yeah. So as we go along, we'll definitely touch on, you know, how we can better cope with be- during this time. Mm-hmm. So, um, how was the change from, you know, 
in school to virtual school? Honestly, the biggest change that I felt was it seemed to me that no one else was doing any of the work. So a big thing for my grade 12 classes was working with your peers. I had classes like physics and calculus this mm -hmm. semester. Those are not just classes that you can take what the teacher taught you and go with it. Like you need to discuss it with your peers. And what I found was pretty much everyone around me was like, okay, my grades don't matter at this point. I don't feel motivated to do it. I don't mm -hmm. want to do it. I'm not going to do it. So my biggest struggle was having to find other resources. And I was also feeling unmotivated. So at some point I got behind for like a month worth of work mm -hmm. and I was just like, do I even bother to continue it? Mm -hmm. But I just found that everyone kind of gave up and it was so much harder for you to stay motivated because no one else was there motivated with you. Mm -hmm. So you just had to kind of do it on your own. Yeah, so it kind of shows that having that interaction with your fellow classmates and having a teacher in front of you mm -hmm. to kind of guide you makes a big difference. Yeah, and another thing, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but um, I noticed for one of my classes, my French teacher, he took a big notice of how us as a class were doing, and he said, like, we had these weekly calls with the whole class, and so every week the numbers dwindled down, and by the end there's only, like, five of us on the last call. Mm -hmm. And so in the middle of maybe April, he was like, I've noticed that a lot of you haven't handed anything in. Some of you aren't coming to the calls. Like, is everything okay? And people were honest with him, like, no, sir. Like, I honestly don't feel good. And so for one week he didn't give us any work, and he made it a mental health week. That's so nice. what we had to do instead was we had to do journal entries. Mm -hmm. So it was like on this day we had to say maybe something we're grateful for for that day and submit it to him. And the way that he made it, like, French related was you had to correct your grammar or something like that mm -hmm. so I thought it was really important and very special that he saw the issue and he worked with us instead of against us with mm -hmm. that issue and I think that's something that a lot of teachers would have benefited from while everything was going on yeah yeah that's a great point um, to take into consideration so it kind of shows the importance of having social connection. The Bible definitely talks about not being alone. Mm -hmm. So why, you know, do you think that's why a lot of people are struggling now? Absolutely, because I don't think we're used to being so alone and being so in our own space. Mm -hmm. Not to say that it's a bad thing, but when you're used to being with people all the time, being cut off so quickly doesn't seem like a safe or healthy way mm -hmm. to get that distance going. So I think it was kind of just a shock, and no one really knew how to deal with it at the beginning. Oh, for sure. And I think, especially with the added, you know, having a pandemic, it's like you're scared to be around the people mm -hmm. that you want to be around, which makes it, like, you can't trust the people. Um, so it made that connection more frightening to be around if you wanted it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, you know, the pandemic definitely affected a lot of families and how they communicated. Um, yeah, for sure. So next we're going to, you know, kind of dive into mental health and, you know, what we can learn from the Bible. Um, because I think, you know, the Bible provides us with very great information um, about, you know, how to deal with day-to-day -day life. But I have a quote, and it's from Ellen White, and it kind of shares that um, she herself dealt with depression. Um, she says, For years I have been afflicted with dropsy and disease of the heart, which has had a tense tendency to depress my spirits and destroy my faith and courage. And knowing that she's, you know, a big figure in the Adventist culture, how does it feel to know that she herself dealt with um, issues of mental health and depression? That's the first time I've ever heard that. Mm -hmm. I've never, I didn't know that at mm -hmm. all. So I think, I think that's so important. Um, it's, 
like I said, it's important to have other people who are feeling the same thing that mm-hmm. you're feeling, even if it's a bad emotion, it's so much easier for you to talk to someone when they're experiencing the same thing. And I think it's very important for us to know that such an important figure in our community went through something similar that we could be going through now because I feel as though we might feel weak for feeling depressed or Mm -hmm. we might feel weak for having a mental illness or feeling like our mental health is declining. But to see that a strong figure who we idolize and whose words we take into consideration Mm -hmm. um, experience the same thing, it makes you feel a little bit better about your situation or your circumstance. And personally, that makes me feel... I would say hopeful Mm -hmm. in a sense because despite how she felt she still was such a big representative for God and she's still someone that we take her words and we look at them and we say this is important this is something that we need to Mm -hmm. accept as a church and so I think it's it's important to know things like that I'm honestly I never knew that yeah when I researched it I thought like this is so interesting because it shows that she had a depressive moment Mm -hmm but she was able to get through it, right? Mm-hmm. So um, for, and I think that's why it's important for us to all share experiences because when we don't know that others are going through it, it kind of makes us feel like, am I and weird? Am I the yeah. only one? So now let's kind of dive into the Bible because while I was doing my research, it was really surprising to know that some of the, you know, our favorite Bible characters mm-hmm. have been through some things. And I guess we can see even in their stories and how God has brought them through. But mm-hmm. let's, you know, kind of dive into some Bible characters that, you know, have been through some things. Um, so a Bible character that always stands out to me who I think is a clear representation of someone who is going through a mental illness, specifically depression, is the prophet Jeremiah. Um, so... His story is very special because we see that the people who he was trying to preach to, the people who he loved, shut him out. They were always against him. They never wanted, not to say to hear what he had to say, but they they didn't really care for it. He always felt indifferent and he always felt a bit unimportant to those very people. Um, There's even a text in his book. It is Jeremiah 20, verse 14. And it says, Cursed be the day in which I was born. Let the day not be blessed in which my mother bore me. And then in verse 18, he also says, Why did I come forth from the womb to see labor and sorrow, that my day should be consumed with shame? Um, To me, Jeremiah was stuck. He felt as though... His life was meaningless. Mm -hmm. He felt as though it was unimportant. He felt like his work didn't have any reasoning. Mm -hmm. And for him to say, curse the day I was born, it it was kind of shocking to me. I was surprised that there was a Bible character who felt so strongly about his emotions that he truthfully basically said, I wish I wasn't here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's so important for us to look at characters like that and see how they came out of it because... In the end, Jeremiah is still one of those great prophets. Mm -hmm. He preached the word that God had for him, and like he got through all the things that he was feeling. And I think that that verse specifically is important because that was one feeling he was feeling that was constant. Mm -hmm. And through his prayer and his devotion to God and his understanding of what his purpose was, he got through that feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's just crazy to me, to be honest. Thank you for sharing. And I think, you know, it's important to know these things that, you know, even characters in the Bible have felt, our modern term, mm-hmm. suicidal mm-hmm. or a suicide 
ideation. Mm -hmm. So it's great to know that, you know, we're not alone if we've ever had those thoughts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now I'll kind of talk about Job. And actually, he said a similar comment in Job chapter 3, verse 11. He said, why did I not die at birth? Mm. Why (laughs) did I not perish when I came from the womb? It's like they have some strong things to say. Strong things to say, and you know, Job has he lost a lot. He was rich, rich, rich mansions. (laughs) He had prosperity and children. Exactly. And then the next day, servants, children, gone. (laughs) It's not funny. And you know, it's kind of similar to what's happening now with the whole COVID thing, is that people lost their jobs. Now they can't pay for their housing, you know, or rent or mm-hmm. food. So this definitely impacted a lot of people in, around loss of things. But Job, though he was feeling these emotions, the Bible verse, Philippians 4 verse 6 says, mm-hmm. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, mm-hmm. let your requests be made known unto God. This is so important, but... I feel that we struggle with letting our requests be made known and leaving it there. Mm-hmm. Because I think we have an issue in society with anxiety and where we worry a lot. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? I think it's a statement that's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in a society where we want things done immediately. We want things done fast. We have technology that gives us answers immediately. Mm -hmm. We have jobs that pay us and we pay something back immediately. Mm -hmm. Everything is done quickly. Everything is done fast. So for us to leave something to God and for God to take his time stresses us out. Mm Because now we're like, okay, is it happening? Is this his way of saying no? Is it going to happen? Did he hear my question? So it's just problematic that we're already in a situation where we already want fast answers and we want them immediately. We want them right now. Mm -hmm. And we're working with a God who does things on his own time. So the understanding, exactly. Exactly. So the understanding just has to be God's time, not your time. And like I said, it's so much easier said than it is done. Mm -hmm. For sure. Because we pray and we want God to answer it right then and there. But that's not how it works, and I think that's why we struggle and we tend to stress, and that's where health issues mm-hmm. come in because our blood, blood pressure starts to rise, rise um, because we can't just leave it to God. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, as people, we need to continue to work towards that because this is why we continue to have mental health issues because mm-hmm. we're just thinking, worrying all the time, and that's not good for our health. Mm-hmm. So we're going to kind of dive into now some coping strategies because I know we've kind of talked about depression and its effect on us mm-hmm. and the people around us and the importance of social connection. So what are your views on therapy? I think it's great um, because to me, therapy is just an opportunity to talk to someone who wants to listen and who has the ability to give you proper responses. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a situation in an environment where you should feel safe and comfortable. Mm-hmm. Maybe not immediately. This is obviously someone new you're talking to. Mm-hmm. But over time, it's it's going to be a developed relationship where I have an issue and you're in a place to help me. And I'm going to talk about it. You're going to respond. And that's just how it's going to mm-hmm. work. So I don't, I don't think at all that therapy is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's necessary, if anything. 
I'm a big advocate <laughs> for therapy because I'm a therapist, <laughs> but I see the benefit from my clients in that they have a non-judgmental person to talk to, mm-hmm. non-biased person, because a lot of people talk about how they aren't able to talk about certain things with their family members or their exactly. friends because they're invalidating. They're, why are you feeling that way? You shouldn't do that. And you that's don't have not, a reason to feel exactly, that way. Exactly, and that's not helpful. That just makes you feel worse mm-hmm. about yourself. So I think it's so important to, to speak to somebody or find a spiritual person that you can share those comments or thoughts with mm-hmm. because I think that's why it's so hard with isolation that it's just it's all in your head. You don't get it off your chest. Mm-hmm. So it's just you and your thoughts just going and going and going. It doesn't and stop. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it just makes you go further and further in a hole, mm-hmm. which is not great to be in. Because, you know, God sometimes puts people in our lives to, to just be us. able to help us and to talk to. So, um, yeah, God and other people is necessary to, you know, work through the things that we're going through. Mm-hmm. So what are some self-care strategies that you have used? So personally, um, with everything that's gone on or is currently going on, I've learned a lot more about myself and the things that make me feel better. So something that I did pretty early on was I went to the dollar store and I bought a journal. And what I promised myself was, if you're going to forget to write, at least write once a week. And so what I tried to do was at the beginning of the week, write how I'm feeling, write goals I want to set, things like that. And sometimes I'd write randomly in the week or middle of the night, and it would just be I'm frustrated about something or I just need to get these thoughts out and I don't Mm -hmm. feel as though I can talk to someone about it. And I found that personally, me just getting the things out it was really what I needed. I needed to sort through my thoughts, understand what I'm thinking, and figure out a better plan. Mm-hmm. And so, personally, I recommend journaling to all my friends. I've actually gotten on a couple of my friends on journaling because they had similar issues where even though they trust the individual, they feel a little too, it might be a bit too vulnerable to share their mm-hmm. thoughts like that. So journaling is just a good space. It's you and a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can keep it as private as you want. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's a good spot to get out your thoughts, sort through it, and kind of make your course of action. Yeah, exactly. And I think journaling is important in that, especially if you don't feel comfortable sharing that information with mm-hmm. others. And some things you want to keep private. And especially if you're feeling isolated and or if you live alone, that might be a point to feel like you're not just in your head all the mm-hmm. time. Get it on paper. And then a lot of people find it therapeutic because once you write it down, it's like you kind of leave it on the paper. Yeah. And yeah. I think that helps so it's not just in our heads all the time, mm-hmm. um, which causes more issues. Um, well, some things that I like to do, I personally enjoy coloring. I know it's like, oh, that's a, it's a baby thing, but I think I find it so therapeutic, just coloring. It's very, you know, Calming. common, yeah. And, or even better, add some Netflix to it, <laughs> and you're just coloring, and so you're focused not on whatever is going on around you, but what's on the page. Mm-hmm. And the Bible provides some great practical advice around you know some things that we as people should do as it might be very beneficial to our mental health Mm -hmm. um especially to cope during these times so the first is to pray 
prayer is it's so important having those conversations with God. So 1 Peter 5 verse 7 says, cast in all your cares upon him for he cares for you. Mm -hmm. So knowing that you have someone outside of yourself that cares for you as well, especially if you don't feel comfortable sharing it with other people, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like journaling. You're kind of saying your thoughts out loud to somebody, but you can't see them. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to know that when God takes it, he's not sharing it with anybody, right? It's all to him. Exactly. And then the next is to read your Bible. Second Timothy 2 verse 15 says, study to show thyself approved unto God. Because as we mentioned, you know, the Bible has such inspirational, helpful little tips mm-hmm. in there that gives us strength to continue day to day. And I think that's why it's important to read it because Every day we're not going to feel 100% happy. And sometimes we need that boost of a little something to get us through the day. And to seek spiritual counselors. I kind of touched on that earlier. But someone who can question you and guide you in the way of the Lord. Mm -hmm. In Job 38, it says, God told Job to prepare himself like a man. And I will question you and you shall answer. Next, as you mentioned, writing and journaling. Jeremiah 30 verse 2 says, Write all the words that I have spoken to you in a book. So even journaling is in the, in the Bible. So spend time in nature. It's summer now. Even though we've kind of been cooped up inside, it's important to get outside, take in the sun, because I find personally when the sun's out, I'm in a great mood. It gives me more energy. I just feel alive. Your skin is glowing. Yeah. Exactly. So take some time to just admire God's nature. And Job 12, verse 7 and 8 says, But ask the animals, and they will teach you. The birds, and they will tell you. Or speak to the earth, and it will teach you. Or let the fish in the sea inform you. Mm -hmm. So the things in nature can provide us with some answers. Also, healthy eating. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31 Whatever you eat or drink, do it all to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. So we know, I notice, so when you eat certain things, you don't feel the best after. So we need to make sure we're fueling our bodies with some lettuce and <laughs> the green drink stuff. The things that we might not enjoy, but it's so important for us. Good for the body. Exactly. And getting that vitamin A, B, C, D, E, F, G is <laughs> so important. All the alphabets is and God provides it in the foods so that we can, you know, continue to be healthy and exercise. First Timothy verse four, verse eighteen, it says, bodily training is of value. And um, Ellen White actually touches on exercise. The whole system needs the invigorating influence of exercise in the open ear. A few hours of manual labor each day would tend to renew the bodily vigor and rest and relax the mind. So being active, which I need to work on myself. A few hours, that's a while. um, Helps you to kind of not be idle because, you know, even with my clients, when they have nothing to really do or occupy their time, mm-hmm. that's when their mind starts to go, start to go, focus on the negative thinking, and then it just kind of ruins the rest of their day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, keeping ourselves busy with healthy and meaningful activities mm-hmm. will make a difference in our lives. 
And also exercise strengthens the brain, the bone, and the muscles. Mm -hmm. So when we feel good, it makes a difference. So and build relationships. We mentioned around you know, social connections. So First Peter verse 4, verse 8 says, Love each other deeply because love covers over a multiple of sins. So it's important that we love each other. And I think from Job's story, he had people that loved him. The first week, they just kept silent with him and mm-hmm. while he was going through what he's going through. But once they decided to open their mouth, they didn't have the best advice. So I think we need to be very cautious on what we're trying to say to each other. Is it helpful? Is this a time you need to hear? If, sometimes people just want to vent or just want someone beside them to just mm-hmm. share their feelings without no judgment. Mm-hmm. So it's important to kind of know or feel out what is this person needing from me right now. Because sometimes... Just being quiet, that's all people need sometimes. Read the room. Read yes, the room. read the room. Yes, exactly. And as I mentioned, keep our minds from wondering. First Philippians 4, verse 8, focus on what is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and praiseworthy. And laugh. Proverbs 70, verse 22, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bone. That's a good way to put it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> powerful. So, you know, I appreciate that, you know, God gave us these words for us to keep in mind because he gave us what we need to kind of get through life. Mm-hmm. But it's unfortunate that, you know, we forget these important facts and we focus on ourselves. Um, so it's important that we take in God's word into consideration and focus on it. And also, if just so I want to put it out there, if you are feeling depressed or symptoms of depression or anxiety or anything else, please seek medical support if mm-hmm. you feel like it's getting a bit too much. There's nothing wrong with asking for help, especially if you're going through it alone. Um, so seek assistance from your doctor and from there they'll they will usually refer to who's needed i'm sorry and in addition to that if if you're a little scared to get to the medical step of it there's always helplines literally if you google helplines yeah. for your mm-hmm. age groups there's literally you can text them you can call them email them there's always someone somewhere out there who's willing to talk to you and help mm-hmm. you through whatever you're going through yes and to add the usually the crisis lines are available 24 hours okay as the end i just want to let you know that it's okay to seek support from others and it's okay to ask for help so please reach out to a crisis line a therapist or a counselor or seek support from someone in your community to ask for prayer or ask your doctor for assistance and i want to thank monique for joining us today it's been a pleasure thank you so much for having me This is I Testify Conversation Station. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe.